You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 66 of the God Center Mom podcast. Today I'm chatting with Wendy Blight. Wendy is an author and speaker with Proverbs 31 Women. She is also um, a mom to two grown kids, and I love interviewing moms who have gone before me, uh, who can provide perspective and wisdom. And she does that. She also shares her own personal story of a tragedy that happened right after her college graduation. And then the journey to discovering the healing power of God's word, and then how she also implemented that power uh, to help transform her motherhood. She is shares vulnerably about being a mom who struggled with anger and yelling. And I just think that the scriptures she shares in this episode and the encouragement that you can find strength and um, change through God's word is really amazing and helpful as we want to center our lives around God. A couple of weeks ago, I experienced my own little mini tiny trial where we thought for a few days my dad might have cancer. And just that trusting God, that time where I turned to friends for prayer and to his word, it was so amazing to rely on his strength in that just those couple days. I mean, fear and worry can take over in just a matter of time, but his word is provides peace and rest that goes beyond any understanding. So I hope you find this interview encouraging. I know you will. Let's get to it. Here we go. Hey, Wendy, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Heather, I am, I've been so looking forward to this. It seemed like forever till it was going to come. So thank you for having me. Well, yes, it was um, last summer that I received a copy of your book. your devotional, Living So That, Making Faithful Choices in the Midst of a Messy Life, from our conference. Thomas Nelson gave um, all the speakers copies of your book. And, you know, when you go to those conferences, you just get a stack of books. Mm -hmm. And you don't know where to start, and you kind of already have a stack at home. And But yours, okay, this is the craziest part of the story, which I don't think I've even told you. That summer, my niece was nannying at our house. We have four young boys and she's in college student at Liberty University. And, um, we thought it'd be fun for her to live with us for the summer and help me out with the boys. And I took her to church. And since she didn't have a place to go when we went to Sunday school, she went to the library and her first week there, she found your book in our library. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I already had a reference for it. Cause she was like, Heather, this is fabulous. I love it. I love, you know, she's a, handwriting person you know that's kind of a big thing right now the the lettering and she's like I just I love how it was written I love how it's displayed and um you've got to check it out sometime and so then I get the copy at the conference and it stood out to me oh that's the same book my niece told me about (laughs) and I started studying it I was like this is 
this is beyond a Bible study. I've done a lot of Bethmore studies. I've been in the church my whole life. And y'all, if you need a study right now, I highly recommend, I'm not just saying this because Wendy's on the show right now. She, she takes you to a core scripture and then leads you deeper to a place where God speaks to you. And it's a, it's a lot of spaces for you to write, a lot of reading God's word. It takes you throughout the Bible. But the focus of this study, Living So That, is all verses that include the phrase, so that. And I, it's just a concept that I never really narrowed in on. And I know I'm, I'm, I told you, Wendy, we'd introduce your family first, but I just can't stop raving <laughs> about it. Oh, thank you. So I know we'll get more into studying God's word and how essential that is to your mothering, but will you just introduce your family to everyone listening? Sure. I, um, gosh, I'm probably older than most of your audience. I turned 50 this past year and have a daughter who is 21. She turned 21 in September. She's at the University of Georgia and about to graduate. And I have a a wonderful, delightful son who just turned 17, who's 6'6 and plays basketball. And wow. I just love him with all my heart. Um, and then I have a husband named Monty. They're Lauren and Bo. And I have a husband named Monty. And we've been married, gosh, I guess 27 years maybe. And we met at Baylor. He was my first boyfriend. And um, I just I just love him. I mean, he's just been so good to me through so many hard times in my life, things I've had to walk through since he's met me. So um, um, he's just a wonderful man. And so there's just the four of us and our dog who's here with me in the room and hopefully will remain quiet in Texas. <laughs> we're from Texas and he's, his name is Texas. <laughs> his name is Texas? Yes. So I didn't even know that when I reached out to you and you were, I was looking at your bio and it said you were an attorney and you're like, oh, I went to SMU Law, which is right across the highway. And it's just so fun. Like, I didn't even know you went to Baylor. There's so many friends here in town that went to Baylor. What a great yeah. school. What a launching Baylor. place. I was a Baylor Bear. Yes, and it's so fun to be a Baylor Bear now because they're doing so well in everything. <laughs> yeah, Waco's like the epicenter of everything now. I mean, you've got Fixer Upper yeah. and <laughs> all, these, all these yeah. fun things coming out of Baylor. Well, you mentioned, you know, that you've had a lot happen to you in your life. Um and I know there's a core story that kind of led to you writing um, Hidden Joy in a Dark Corner. Um, do you want to share a little bit about some of your story? Well, I think um, I want to share a nutshell of it just because it is how I've gained such a passion for the word Heather. And mm-hmm. that is um, just a few days after I graduated from Baylor, uh, I walked into my apartment to find an armed masked man. Mm waiting at the top of my stairs, who um, then spent that afternoon um, sexually assaulting me. Mm -hmm. And it really um, spiraled me down into a very dark place, mostly put me in a prison of fear and just held me captive there for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried counseling. I tried a lot of things. But for me, I think the healing God had in mind was through Scripture. It took, took a while for me to get to that place. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't discount counseling at all, but I think he had a testimony and a story from me regarding the power of his word to heal. So I just began slowly but surely to open a Bible my grandmother gave me. And um, as time went on, um, he just began to bring that word alive to me, teach me how to pray it, how to personalize it. 
And so that um, that's sort of what brought me. I wrote Hidden Joy. It's what gave me the calling to be a teacher and a, a Bible study curriculum writer, and then eventually led to Living So That, which is what you wanted to talk about today. Wow. And for people listening, they're like, whoa, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, you just... I have a friend and this is, this is a little of her story and um, it makes me wonder, you know, you said you were slowly led to the word. Was there a person? Was there, you, you had your grandmother's Bible. Was it the Holy spirit that just kind of led you there or what was it that was, journey there? A little it, bit? Was the, it was, I, when I speak on this, there were three, I call them God appointments along the way. And one was, um, meeting the president of Baylor University and having a conversation with him just a few weeks after it happened where he directed me to the Bible. But I, of course, at the time was like, okay, I, I'm, I don't even know if I believe in God right now. I'm so angry with him. So yeah. I didn't quite really begin to believe it, but that he pointed me to it and I would open it up and I would read it. And then um, the second God appointment was with a pastor at Highland Park United Methodist Church, which is where we attended. And um, that led me to actually open a, a, a story in the Bible. He had me read it um, about the man on the mat, and he talked to me about stepping off the mat. And it was just when God's word truly became a living and active word for me. Mm-hmm. And then the final one was, um, when I moved to Charlotte and was in my first real Bible study with Jan Harrison, and she began to um, teach me how to pray God's word, how to find scripture that spoke to my issue, which was fear, and how to pray it for myself. And I then began to pray from a place of completely different power and belief. And that's when um, I just had an amazing story of God just freeing me in one moment from my fear. That's such it's it's a great story to see the the slow, right? We never know if we're that one person that's the first step or the third step to speak into someone's life and encourage them wherever they are. But I think the last one where you pray God's word for someone listening who um, feels fear, feels anger, feels jealousy, um, feels pain, whatever their their trigger point that that Satan's using in in the dark places to cause shame and condemnation for them to 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 go to the word and find specific verses to combat that and pray those when you don't know what to pray is mm-hmm. such great advice. It's yeah. really, it, it is, God says that um, it's his word that has the power and it's praying his word. And he says in Isaiah 55, 11, when it goes out, it will not return void, but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. So you begin to pray that Hebrews four twelve, living an active word, it's like a seed and you plant it and then it just begins to just grow and have power in your life because it has to, because it's, it's his word and he says that it will. It's like the language of the spirit. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's speaking back to him exactly his heart, right? Right. Exactly. And, you know, I was even just back in your book this week, flipping through and just reminded of, you know, Prayer, the power of prayer. You have a whole pray so that section. Each each week is kind of divided into things. You know, you have trials so that, trials come so that, pray so that, God spoke so that. And the pray so that, we always think it's, you know, list, do our list. Thank God for this. What do I need? And you point out that it's to know God, 
Uh-huh. To pray is to know God. And it doesn't take much time if you're praying God's word to realize he's not a God who wants you to fear. And He, and if you know his character, he's for you and with you. And we don't have to fear. And so I think that's so valuable. As you're praying back his word, you're knowing him. Right. Exactly. And that, that's huge. That's huge. Wow. Okay. So t- take us. So you started getting into the word. How much, how long after that was it until you started having kids? Well, that it happened during that process of, um, you know, the, when I met with Pastor Craig in the office and he brought the scripture alive, um, it wasn't long after that that I had Lauren. And, um, you know, this is one of my really um, hard journeys was being that, being a young mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I just was somebody who yelled a lot. I didn't have a lot of self-control. I was an angry mom. Mm-hmm. And I really began... Um, I didn't like who I was when I was with Lauren. And it's a hard story for me to tell because I was the kind that would um, push my daughter in a room and slam the door when she would make me mad and and say things like, if you keep behaving like this, I'm going to go work full time and you'll have to go to daycare. And and I would grab her with my my hands, my fingernails. I had, you know, pretty fingernails that I got done way back then. I don't do it anymore. But but, but I, I was just such an angry mom. And, you know, Heather, I, in the moment I knew, it's like I knew that I shouldn't be getting angry, but I didn't have anywhere else to go. I didn't, I didn't know what to do with all that anger. And I was dealing with so much stress in my own life, trying to heal myself of everything that was, you know, it happened to me. And, um, and, and then I found this verse in Romans that said, I know the right thing to do, but I just can't seem to do it. And I thought, wow, God gets this. Paul wrote that even Paul, this amazing man of God, he says, I know what I should do, but I'm, I'm not doing it. You're, you're and, not going to believe me, but I was literally in your book this morning. And that oh, is the wow. exact passage that I spent 20 minutes on. Oh. You're not even, I mean, it's Romans 7. Yeah. It's Romans 7, and it's um, 15 through 25, I think. And, yeah, it's it's everything I want to do, I don't do. The law of the flesh versus the law of the spirit. Yes. Preach. <laughs> yes. Because well, I think there's a lot of moms nodding their heads in shame over, and, and, I've, and I, you know, I have done it. I have been the mom throwing the kid in the room, slamming the door, threatening to go back to work. I think I think that 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 is not an isolated story that you are ta- you are telling, and there is freedom in us confessing that and moving forward. Um, so you read the Romans passage, uh, and um, but reading it, you know, I it would like be like, oh great, great, now I know this, <laughs> this is okay. You know, this is normal. This is yeah. what a mom does. But the problem was that that wasn't helping me change it all mm. and um but at the same time I was starting this Bible study with Jan and she was having us in the word and so um when I went on a retreat with my Bible study she sent us away and she said find scriptures on things that you're struggling with and I was so tired of the whole you know fear and all of that and I was really working on it and God was doing great things so I said I'm going to take this I'm an impatient mom thing yeah. And um, so I really went and I wrote 
all these scriptures and I wrote a beautiful prayer and I came back to the big group and I just went home so excited with this prayer and I walked in the door and I thought, I'm going to be the best mom ever. I'm not going to yell anymore. Well, you know what? Just reciting a prayer is, is not enough. Yeah. And I, I yelled at my children within 24 hours, both of them, sent them up to their rooms. And I laid on my bed and I slammed my own door and I started crying. And I go, why did you make me be a mom? I'm just a bad mom. You know, I can't do this. Mm. And um, in that moment, it was almost as if I just felt the Lord say, Wendy, you can't do this because you are trying to do it all from your own strength. Mm. And you are weary and you don't have enough strengthen you to do this. And so I went back again to the word of God and I took, I found um, verses, things like um, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15, one Proverbs 29, 11 says a fool gives full vent to her anger. I'm changing it to her because I personalized yeah. it. Yeah. But a wise woman keeps herself under control. And I began to find these scriptures and I was like, wow, God, like he speaks to what's going on in my heart. Mm. And I began to pray these things. And not only that, Heather, I then went to Lauren, my daughter, who was old enough at the time to get what I was doing. And, and I wrote down verses for her and I put one on my mirror and one on hers. And she, she's so funny. She took it and put it on her bulletin board. Yeah. And, um, so I, and I said, I want you to know, I sat down and I apologized and I said, I said, first, I've been wrong. And I said, but the two of us need to try to work together to fix this. And so we did. And we began sort of this little slow journey. And one day, I just felt things changing a little bit at a time. And Lisa Allen, the women's ministry leader at our church said, Winnie, would you give a Mother's Day testimony? Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh no, you know, I am walking this journey and I'm learning it, but I am not quite ready to do a testimony. But I, she goes, promise me to pray. I went home and instead of my first thing to pray was I went to Lauren and I said, Lauren, they've asked me to do this Mother's Day testimony at church. And I said, you know, this journey we've been on, what's your thought? And Heather, do you know what she said? She looked at me and she said, mommy, I think you should do it. And I said, why? She goes, cause you just don't yell at me anymore. And it was so powerful because, see, we see when we don't do it right. And mm-hmm. what she saw was a mom trying so hard, and it was working. But I would always focus when I didn't. But mm-hmm. I was more and more not yelling and more and more being patient. Mm-hmm. And we were getting along better. So it was the Word of God coming alive in my heart and me believing that I didn't want to be the fool. I wanted to be the wise mom and the wise woman. And then God honored that. I think that's awesome. I think what struck me when I was in that Romans is exactly what you're saying, is that there's this side of us, the flesh side, the sinful part, that no amount of I'm going to do better is going to help us. No amount of, oh, just I'm, I'm just not going to yell anymore. And then we stop. It's totally the Spirit's power over that. And Christ in us that allows us to do the things that we want to do. And the, right. and the way to fill up on the spirit isn't through Facebook, I found. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my personal struggle is, you know, oh, I'm tired. I, I want connection with people. I want to feel better. I'm Okay. So let's see. What was I saying? Facebook, spirit. <laughs> I'll let you talk. <laughs> Go ahead. 
here's something I really would like to um, to to make sure I say before we um, would end today, and that is when I went back and I and I was sitting there, and the Lord was saying, "You need more, Wendy, than just sort of your thoughts of I'm going to do the right thing." and and finding verses in the Bible was a great thing, but it really required a little bit of time every day mm. with God. That's what I learned I needed. That um, I believe this lie that I didn't have patience. My family used to always joke that we missed the we missed the patience. God, you know, came <laughs> by and delivered all these different things, and our family never got the patience. Yeah, and and that temper was ingrained in me, a bad temper was ingrained in me. And when people feed those lies to you, I mean, not that my family, they didn't mean to, but I just always thought that's who I was. And, Mm. you know, Heather, it's who we are before we are born again, children of God. Mm. And once we are born again, children of God, we have, as you said, the Holy Spirit in us, and we have this living and active word that we can feed that spirit. And when we feed the spirit instead of the flesh, um, the spirit will eventually win out over the flesh, but it requires a little bit of time every day. And I don't mean, it doesn't even have to be 15 or 20 minutes. It can be a couple of minutes with God in, in, in his word, writing down the verses that have touched your heart, mm-hmm. writing dates in your Bible when he speaks a verse to you. And I so believe in inviting your children into this process. If they see you humbly asking forgiveness if they see you going to God in the Bible when they when you need help with them and then you point them to the same thing you're doing mm-hmm. that's a unity of the spirit working in your home and Satan can't come and defeat that he can't yeah but it, it does take time it's a long journey and it isn't Lauren and I had um, times through the years where we would go through a rough patch but it always came around back to that to the Word of God and to prayer. And um, I just can't say enough how much as young moms, we think we're too busy to have some time alone with God. But it is the most important thing we can do because it brings peace and joy and it brings um, wisdom to us as we're trying to mother, whether it's one child or five children. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I, and I think the time thing is an illusion because I know my friends, I see if you have... 10 minutes that you took to post on Instagram or Facebook, you could have, you know, I mean, I'm just saying for myself too, I could have read a verse instead, but it's the ease and the attraction of connection with other people. And then all the scrolling through all my friends, that's not really helping my spirit. Sometimes, sometimes, maybe if I'm following a lot of godly women and they post scripture, it can feed my spirit. Facebook can be used for good. But a lot of times for me personally, just speaking, I am convicted that it's not feeding my spirit. It's feeding my flesh. And um, and I'm just coming out of a season of just a lot of anger and uh, frustration. And why why am I like this? And then I'm realizing, oh, I'm, I'm quenching the spirit like a lot. I'm yeah. not really having time with God. I'm not really um, going to him throughout my day. And it doesn't take much. Like you said, find a proverb. That's like, you know, 10 words maybe. If you're finding that anger starting to get its head <laughs> coming up, then you could just quote yourself gentle answer. I mean, two words. Yeah, it's, it's that verse, um, the one I can't remember when, which one it says, but it's about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And, mm. and I think about, I always have verses about my tongue. 
you know, there'll be verses that I just keep in my mind. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Um, or that this, that one you just said, a gentle answer turns away wrath. Just because the minute I feel something rising up, because now with my kids, I'm great. Honestly, I rarely have trouble with my kids. Now, you will not hear me speaking on marriage yet because I'm still working on the marriage thing. Yeah. But that's what I have to do with my husband and my tongue is I've got to have these verses now um, so that I don't speak up an angry word when I'm when I'm mad at him. And I'm not always very good at that. Well, and you're about to enter the empty nesting, right? And mm-hmm. so yes. the focus back on the marriage is traditionally what happens, right? In yes. that, you know, exactly. my sister is actually the same age as you and was just, you know, her last went off to college. So that, uh, yeah, that's a thing. This is, there's a whole generation of moms that might even be listening that um, take encouragement from that, that, that memorizing scripture, um, something we avoid because we think we don't have the ability to memorize, <laughs> uh, but just pick one thing that addresses one issue that, that you're struggling with. And instead of trying to do it in your own strength, I think that's and- a wise word right there. That's and good. it's the key, the key, what you said too, is one thing. Yeah. You know, we all see lots of things wrong with us. Yeah. But if we just work on one thing at a time, we will be victorious over that. And when we talk about being alone with um, God, I just, I, I makes me think of this story when Moses went up on the mountain and he spent time with the Lord. And it says when he came down from the mountain after being in God's presence, it says he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord meaning his face literally glowed when Mm. he came off the mountain and everybody could see that. And I truly think, and I know we all know people like this that do spend the time with God like that, that when we as moms, when we spend time with God like that and we come out of that quiet time and day after day we're filling ourselves up with the Lord, we're going to glow in our home. We're going to shine that light and that joy and that peace. And we are the ones who impact the temperature of the the house. And if we set it, like that, there's going to be a whole lot more love and patience and peace in our home when we set that tone. And and God can do it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It's so good. And, and the thing, too, is that didn't the radiance fade? Like yeah. he had to cover his face, but then eventually it faded. So then there's this element of we can't assume just Sunday in God's presence is going to last. You know? That's right. Because he went up on the mountain, but we we have the benefit of every day being able to meet with God. Yes. Moses Moses didn't necessarily have that in the way we have it. We've got this Bible that we can meet with him every day. And Moses didn't have God living inside him through the power of the Holy Spirit the way we did. The Spirit fell upon people in the Old Testament, but God took it away. And God, you know, he could take it away at any time. But with us, once we have it, we're sealed with it and it's ours. And we're the temple. They, mm-hmm. There was only one priest who could go into the holy of holies one time a year right we are we are the holders of the presence of god i mean that's amazing and it doesn't and and if a mom is like well i have three young children i'm up all night with the youngest i have no time for this time with god that you're speaking of it's the fallacy that it has to be a quiet place early in the morning with a bible um for an hour that keeps the moms from thinking that they can be in God's word. And I think you've given hope. It doesn't have to be that. 
It doesn't have to be that. It could be maybe one week and you go and you spend time with God and you say, show me where I'm struggling and show me a verse. And maybe that's where you start. And then you dwell on that verse for that week. Um, but don't let some image of time with God inhibit you from spending time with God. Or like, like you said, if you're up with your baby in the middle of the night, what a great opportunity to just worship and put some worship music on there. That is spending time with God. It's feeding you the word through music. Mm. It's, it's ushering your heart into this place of um, praise and closeness with God and your baby's getting to listen to the music with you. And it, there, those, there's just so many ways to spend time with God. And I, I think, like you said, there's this fallacy that it can only look one way. I tell moms all the time with kids in preschool, have your quiet time in carpool line. There's not a problem at all. Just instead of flipping through your Instagrams and carpool line, spend five minutes and get there real early. And then you can go on to Instagram or Facebook, or maybe you'll read something in the Bible and you'll see a friend who's struggling on Facebook that says, please pray for me. And you know what? You're going to get to feed her something from the word of God because you were in the word before you went to Facebook that day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so true. And, and don't, you know, like you said, don't be afraid to invite your children in it. To include them in it, to say, hey, let's look up verses together. Let's memorize this together um, is such great advice. Oh, Wendy, you're amazing. I just love all God's done in your life and the fact that you are being faithful to write these things down. Y'all, writing is hard and (laughs) it's really, really hard. And the work and the time and the um, craft of what Wendy has done with this book, Living So That, speaks to the volumes uh, volume of God's work. Um, so thank you, Wendy, for being faithful to follow his lead. You're, very, you're welcome. And I'm excited. Um, it's still a year away, but I'll have another book coming out called Unveiling God Through Inscribed Studies through Thomas Nelson. Um, awesome. What's that one on? May. It's really unveiling, it's called Unveiling God, Making God Real in Your Everyday Life. And it's taking the names of God and really digging deep into the Bible stories where those names came from and relating them to us today. And then the last day of everyone will have been, how did, um, how does, how is Jesus the, um, I don't want to say the fruition of that name, but you know, Jesus then brings that name alive in the New Testament. So. I'm really excited about it. I love, I love a good study on the name of <laughs> names of God. I don't think I, I think that that's a key part of I think a discipleship journey is is to really know those. So awesome! I'm excited. That's great. Thanks, Heather, and thank you for having me today. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. I I am confident that there are moms listening, encouraged by what you shared. So. Thank you for taking the time and being with us. Oh, absolutely. And um, the I don't know if there's any way to do this, but I would certainly be happy to give a book away if you have a way to give a book away. I would love to totally give a book away to one of um, one of your moms. And I just want to encourage you wherever you are as a mom, um, just just put into practice the stuff we've talked about today because there is just no better place be than sitting at the feet of Jesus for whatever time you can give him. He will fill you up so that you can pour out and be the mom your heart wants to be. That's, I, I couldn't say better. That's great. I 100% agree.
<laughs> Having been it's in the trenches, it, it takes being in the trenches to know what it's like to then be at the foot of the cross. So, um, yes, Amen. I, I am so thankful. And so y'all, you know, if you would like a copy of that book, you'd like to be entered to win, just leave a comment on the blog post accompanying this podcast or, uh, leave a review on iTunes and you'll be entered. Thank you so much for your generosity, Wendy. Sure. Thanks Yay. for having me, Heather. All Bye-bye. right. Have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye. Pretty awesome, huh? I think that we may need a little homework after this episode. Um, I would love if you would just take a second and think about what is an area of your motherhood or of your spiritual life or of your marriage or your friendships where you're struggling and you just aren't um, where you'd like to be in those things or you're seeing a, like a, an area of sin or um, just not spirit-filled part of your life. And what um, I would love you to do is go into God's word and maybe you go to a concordance in the back. And um, if you're struggling with fear, maybe it's uh, a verse on trust in God. Uh, If it's your tongue, I think Wendy gave some great verses for that. I just, I would love for you to find one thing that you would like to Surrender to God and one verse that you could meditate on. And I would even say if it's something that you are struggling with and you're seeing it also in your children, why not do what Wendy did with her daughter and and find a verse that you both can memorize and do together? Um, Or even as a family, if you're seeing your family is having a hard time with um, maybe respecting one another or loving one another well. So um, that would be my challenge to you. I also hope that... um, Somehow in your day, you can find a creative way to be in God's presence, to truly know that he is with you, around you, and and to really worship him. I know that I struggle with going to social media to fill my need, um, so that is the area that I'm working on. I don't know what it is for you, what you go to. Um, we all need our brain breaks, so I get that, but I think sometimes... Um, I choose to go to other sources instead of going to God. So I know that for myself. Um, but I just challenge you to, to take a look at those two things. Find a verse and um, take a look at where are you going to when you should be going to the foot of the cross. Um, all right. I hope you all have a great Holy Week and a happy Easter. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.